Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a Sunday special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, November 15th, 2020. My name is Melanie C., a recovered compulsive overeater living in Canby, Oregon. The share ID numbers for Friday, November 13th, 2020 are the following. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting. Share ID number is 15780 and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting, the share ID number is 15781, 15,781. This morning, A Vision for You presents Taking the Steps and Giving It Away. Let me assure you that you found yourself in a very enthusiastic, active group of compulsive overeaters of Overeaters Anonymous. You have come to the right place if you are ready to recover from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. This is your day. What do you mean by steps? Taking what steps? Where and how far? Where am I to find these steps? In the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous was written as a detailed document account of how roughly 100 men and women recovered from the disease of alcoholism. Hitherto, there was no such help. Nothing at all like it, producing such staggering results of hope and promise for the alcoholic was available at the time. The intended use of the big book was to serve as a textbook, a guidebook, a roadmap out, so to say, of the the hopeless state of mind and body to being recovered. Neutral with food, restored to sanity. Can you imagine that? Just like that. One, two, three, and beyond the steps follow recover, repeat, and teach. If we were to recover as compulsive overeaters, we too would take this document, this textbook, as it is written by word by word, very word of it, and follow, recover, repeat, and teach. So each weekday at A Vision for You, we take a paragraph or two and we break it down to its teaching of direction for recovery, cautions, and prayers for complete application. It is within these paragraphs we find the program of recovery. The terms of of endearment so assigned to this process we call taking the steps. We begin this process first by learning about entire abstinence from what many refer to as food alcohol for the compulsive overeater. Once abstinent, we then are ready to begin the treatment for the disease of compulsive overeating, i.e. addiction, the application of the steps. There are 12 of them. We are guided through each, one at a time, by a fellow that has taken, i.e. completed, and has a spiritual awakening as a result of all of these 12 steps. These people are teachers of sorts, giving away what so generously was given to them to have been able to recover themselves. Once having completed these 12 steps ourselves, we too are now so positioned to give it away. Today, our guest speaker will dive in to describe in a general way, not too much detail, what the 12 steps are as an active applied program of recovery. And in order to keep what we have been given, we continue to, in a broad way, show how quickly we move to what becomes next. Very, very specific, very, very precise of what comes next. We give it away. A vision for you is happy to welcome to the line this morning, and you might know her, a frequent contributor to the daily big book studies and a loyal and her support, 
in service to a vision for you. She comes to us from the wonderful county of, uh, what is that, Onondaga? <laughs> in the beautiful Onondaga. city of Syracuse. <laughs> in the beautiful city of Syracuse in the state of New York. We're grateful to have her here with us today. So please help me welcome to the line our guest speaker, Karen Kay. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. My name is uh, Karen Kay, a recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit zone transfer. The people that are mentioned um, that I'm going to be sharing with you today have given me permission to use their name. And um, I'm not in the business of sharing my story of taking my parents' inventory or my family's. I came from a place of scarcity, of food, love, and wholeness. For a back of a, letter, for a, back of a better expression, I was tossed about like a football in my family. I was the youngest of six children and lived in, in the country. My mother went to a hospital when I was nine months. I did not see her for one year. I did not get that one year of bonding with my mother. My father was going to have braces put on my legs, but when my mom came home, I ran to her. Also having additional speech problems, not being able to complete a sentence, and having to go to speech therapy. There wasn't much food in my house growing up. We would get warm water to fill our stomachs, and that would give me a sense of fullness. When there was food, it was gone very quickly. Just slightly want to mention very quickly, and the only time I will reference this, uh, I had my first drink when I was four, and I had a blackout. I felt alone, isolated, and abandoned. My first diet was in fourth grade, at its candy, one boiled egg, and warm water. I felt, I looked of normal size, but I felt so huge in my eyes, and I didn't think anybody liked me. When I was 13, I went on, a, went on an Elba 77 shake diet, chocolate and sherry, one shake per meal. I always felt different, that there was something wrong with me. I was on a diet. At age 16, I went to Barbizon School of Modeling. I weighed 135 pounds, five foot seven inch, large bone body, and they told me I needed to lose another five pounds. My heart sunk. Rejection, you see, I'm 16 years old, rejection again. So the only way I knew how to deal with this was to starve and start running 60 miles a week for cross country and track. My friends were concerned about me because they could see my rib cage as I was uh, changing in the locker room. To myself, I said, I had arrived. In Bill's story on page three, for the next few years, fortune threw money and applause came my way. I had arrived. Shortly after that, I did get some modeling jobs by the age of 16. During high school, I felt so unlike. At the same time, I couldn't understand. I was vice president on my senior class, a cheerleader, cross-country track awards, and a whole bunch of other awards, parish council, a Eucharistic minister, lector, youth group, and I even worked in the church office. And all the things that go what I call the beverage program. 
The food started to call me even more in my teens. I was running. I was visiting family, and I would sneak and eat particular foods out of the refrigerator, and I didn't care that it was the family member's friend's food. I didn't care of the consequences, and I accepted it at that time how I was hurting myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. In the doctor's opinion, XXVI, and Dr. Silkworth's letter, all these and many have others one symptom in common. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. This phenomenon of craving, as we have suggested, has have, have the manifestation of an allergy with differentiate these people as part of a, a distant entity. And it ends with the only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence. I graduated at age 17 with a Regents Diploma on Friday. I was out on my own on Sunday, started working and selling computers, college work study, and several other jobs along with carrying 21 college credit. Started myself through college and became, you know, binging started to look appealing to me. I tried to be a bulimic, but it didn't work. So I continued to run a lot. I knew there was something wrong about that. I wasn't sure what, but only to find out I had exercise bulimia. When graduation came for college, I had mono. I could barely be present for the ceremony. I was alone, isolated, and abandoned, even though the facts said that it wasn't true. I had plenty of dates and friends and even went to nightclubs and had a lot of fun, so I thought, only to come home and eat by myself or get rid of the men as quickly as I could so I could eat alone. Then started the next day, an endless cycle. In the doctor's opinion, it explains, is a well, the cycle of this specific disease on XXIV. These allergic types can never use alcohol in any form at all. And once having formed the habit, they have cannot break it at once, have their self-confidence and reliance upon humans. There is no problem. These, there are problems that pile up on them, become astonishingly difficult to solve. 21, excuse me, 23 years of age, I was treated for the beverage program, the eating disorder in California. Oh, I learned how to take sugar and flour out of my diet. Oh, yeah, I had arrived. When I came home, I emptied out all my covers, all sugar, all flour, all fat. I was going to be the perfect, perfect patient. You see, I'm 23 years old now. I'm in OA the beverage program and the people program, 23 years of age. I complied perfectly, so I thought. In addition to weighing and measuring and all those wonderful things of control, I got my body down to a size six. I had arrived. And the weirdest thing, people in OA at that time were talking about locking up their covers, even having a lock on the a refrigerator and, and they, all these diets, different plans flying around, and, and they would have their husbands lock up the cupboards, and I'm sitting there, I'm 23, and I said, you guys are nuts. My last, I, I only lasted a year at that time, and my last OA meeting, I was going to show you. 
I was still 23 years of age, maybe going on 24, who knows. I said I brought in a sub and a can of tab, and I said, you guys are all sick. You see, I'm only 23, and I'm being brought up in 12-step programs and very new. At the very same time, I don't need to get emotional. My friend John F., a friend of mine for 37 years from the beverage program, he just passed away this June. He came up to me and said to me, Karen, haven't you taken this a bit too far? So I left OA and stayed with the beverage program and the, and the people program. I became more addicted to my employment. It didn't matter if I was number one in the Northeast, taught Dale Carnegie and went to Toastmasters and many dates. I was alone, empty inside, and I didn't know why. At the age of 21, I started to put on some weight. One time in the store, a little boy came up to me and asked me when the baby was coming. I was hurt. I always wanted to be a mother, never to marry, and we're certainly not going to get into how many times I was engaged. That's just a whole big book could be wrote about that. When I was 29, I was a general manager uh, for a restaurant, a perfect playground for a compulsive overeater and restrictor. In the span of six months, I had they had to order three different sizes of uniforms because I've lost so much weight. It's also important to point out during that job, uh, my father died on Good Friday, and I was able to be there and be present with him and pray with him and to also to announce the time of death. Once alone, I was alone, isolated, and abandoned. I would eat in my sleep, cook in my sleep. One time I woke up to a house filled with smoke from cooking while cooking on the stove, and I fell asleep. God showed up. I was blessed to have a sleep study done, and I ate during the sleep study. After getting my CPAP machine, I never ate again in my sleep. God healed me of that. At the age of 34, I started to look into religious orders to become a sister of the Roman Catholic Church. Because of canon law, and that's another long thing, um, no one would take me because my body was so beat up from, compu from compulsive overeating, back issues, etc. And, and my disabilities were far too great, and I was not well. The last order told me, they said, we need people like you in the world, Karen, and not to fully commit into religious life. That day, I remember going to the doctor, getting diagnosed with thyroid disease, and for the first time at age 34, I was, I was diagnosed with morbidly obese. During this time, Padre Amadeo Guido came into my life along with Father Regis Rota. To me, they're both living saints. They prayed with me, telling me to surrender and go to 12-step meetings. I think, personally, I was a thorn in their side, but they never gave up on me. Padre Amadeo Guida changed my life, and he's still in my life today. He even puts up with me blowing up his phone. He's a very patient man. Father Regis was also my spiritual director during this time. 
uh, to become a sister in the Roman Catholic Church. He passed away in 2004. From age 40 to 54, I kept stumbling. You see, my God does not interfere with my free will. I still believed in a loving God and that God was always there for me. I had a hard time keeping it together. Another priest I was blessed to have in my life came to my home every week. And now to this day, he comes every other month. And I had a team of three to come to pray with me. I became a a volume eater and trying to starve it off. Having lots of parties, open houses during the holiday times, many people in my home, and I still could not feel the love. It wasn't until my mid-40s, after a major trauma, I received the best care in this tri-state region by Dr. Nasragali. He saved my life. He will not take credit. He gives it to God. He said, I was a complicated case. Who knew? At this time, I was admitted to a renowned world-renowned trauma unit that helped me to understand that I had attempted suicide 40 times as a child up until I was six years old. There were many attempts from then on. I went to two more trauma units, the best that the USA had to offer, only to find out I was misdiagnosed for 20 years. You see, doctors cannot help you if you do not show or tell them the truth. I was finally able to put Karen back together again. At this time, I was in a scooter. I could not walk, and I was obese. In 2015, I became an artist with no formal training, maybe a couple little classes here and there. You see, that part of me was just so smashed and tucked away from all the traumas and all the lies I told myself and the lies that people told me I took lock, stock, and barrel. I was blessed to have my uh, artwork showed in all the libraries in Onondaga County, where I live today. We have a a library named after Rowan Hazard. For those who do not know, Rowan Hazard is one of the founding members of AA. What a cool feeling it is to walk down the very streets that Rowan Hazard did. In fact, Hazard Branch Library on West Tennessee Street in Syracuse, New York, was my first art show. And also in Salvay, New York, there's a street named after Rowan Hazard, where he started his first uh, company. Now to present day, on July 3rd, 2019, I'm alone, isolated, abandoned. I wanted to die. Before, uh, about a week before that, I got rid of all of my art supplies, I would say close to 1500s worth of art supplies, I got rid of them, I was worthless. July 3rd, I'm Googling on my phone, and Overeaters Anonymous is kind of flying around in my head, so God put it on my heart and head. And I found a meeting on um, July 5th, 2019. I had my last blast of food on July 4th, of 2019. I went back to my first meeting over 30 years later. When I walked in the room, a warm, hot feeling went down my back. On page 14 in Bill's story, God comes to us gradually. His impact on me was 
sudden and profound. That was my experience. I will always be grateful to the lady who came to pick me up and all the support and rise I was to receive after that first coming back meeting. In Bill's story, page eight, how dark it is before the dawn. In reality, that was the beginning of my last debauch. I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. I found my local sponsor at my second meeting. The first meeting, there was no sponsors. When I came back to that next Friday night meeting, this beautiful young woman, Irish, real pretty, real young woman, kind of shy, her name is Kathleen T, and she came up to me after that meeting and she told me, quote, unquote, verbatim, Karen, I know you have been in AA and Al-Anon for a long time, but you know your credits don't transfer in OA. Oh, I was mad for about four hours, but I knew she was right. On page 25 in the big book, it says, one was to go to the bitter end and blotting out all consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and another was to accept spiritual help. I had surrendered once again. I chose to to accept spiritual help. During this time, I knew OA to be a completely different program to find the truth, also along with broadcasting the Mass with my parish. This was a very high-stress position with all the equipment and technical support, and I did not find it necessary to overeat and stay on my what I now call my, off my alcoholic foods. Working the steps as quickly as I could, working with a nutritionist, phone calls between meetings, and emailing my foods every day, I was still so very depressed. I wanted to die. I didn't know what was wrong. I had that strong spiritual experience. But you see, God permits things to have happened in my life. So I started uh, 13 rounds of electroshock therapy. Hey, if it worked for Bill W., it just might be for me. And halfway through that, my first sponsor fired me. I didn't understand why. I was abstinent, following my meal plan, working with steps. I, all I got was it wasn't a match. That same day, I got a local sponsor that I'm so blessed to have that sponsor in my life today. She gives unselfishly of herself. She gives fully of herself when things are going wrong for her, when things are just, she was going through an awful lot when she took me on. She would take my calls, seven and seven, seven in the morning, seven at night, and emails every day. She's very dedicated to the program. Unfortunately, the electroshock therapy was not successful. I wanted to go, I wanted to die again. So I tried 136 treatments of transcranial magnetic stimulation, otherwise known as TMS. Dr. Nasragali saved my life. Again, he doesn't take credit. He's a very humble man. Life for me at that time consisted of the YMCA, a meeting, treatments, and home. 
March 17th, year 2019, COVID hit. So for me, that was my last live meeting of a 12-step program. So with steps, treatment, the Westchester County 3 p.m. check-in meeting, and on March 20th, Region 6 had a virtual tools workshop explaining how to use Zoom. I hit Zoom running. I walked as much as I could. As you know, or may not know, I suffer with chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and arthritis. Still, picking up the food was not an option. For the past six months, I have been blessed to find an Australian 12-step meeting. I went to that meeting every day. They have no idea how they kept me alive because I had to be there at 4.30. There's such lovely people over there. That Sunrise Australian meeting has no idea how they saved my life. I will never re forget the day I found a vision for you. They had the spark I was looking for. I found a vision sponsor and worked the steps quickly. It hadn't been her experience. She was very helpful and open to my, my experiences. She is still my vision sponsor today. I was beginning to sponsor. It was very different, you see. I'd only been on vision a short time and not quite yet a year in OA. And I didn't know what to do, but I know the the book itself speaks for itself. So on page, um, excuse me, on page 13 of the big book, we're going to go do this very quickly. There I humbly offered myself to God as then I understood him to do with me as he would. I placed myself unreservedly under his care and direction. I admitted for the first time that of myself I was nothing and that without him I was lost. Steps one, two, and three. I ruefully faced my sins and became willing to make, to have my newfound friend take them away, root and branch. Step six and seven. My schoolmate visited me and I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiencies. We made a list of people I had hurt or toward them I felt resentment. I expressed entire willingness to approach these individuals admitting my wrong. Never was I to be critical of them. I was to write all such matters to the utmost abilities, steps eight and nine. I was to test my thinking by a new God consciousness within common sense would thus begin, would become uncommon sense. I was to sit quietly in doubt, asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as he would have me. Never was I to pray for myself, except as my request bore my usefulness to others. Then I only might expect to receive, but that would be in great measure. Step 11, my, my friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator that I would have the elements of a way of living, which God answers all my problems, belief in a power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain a new order of things were the essential requirements, simple but not easy. The price, I had, the price had to be paid, 
It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn all things over to the Father of light who proceeds over us all. Seth 12. August 20, in August 2020, I went on a weekend workshop. Was taking the steps in one weekend, all 12 steps in one weekend. My friend had canceled plans on me that weekend. I was very disappointed with that, and I did a 10 step during that weekend. A God moment hit me during the prayer on Sunday night. Hmm. Bill W. did the steps in 24 to 30 hours. He didn't have a laptop. He didn't have the, the, the big book yet. He didn't have a cell phone. I had just completed them quickly with my vision sponsor, and I, I put them in 12 steps in a weekend. That very Monday morning, when God instructed me to give my name out, it just rolled off my tongue. 12 steps in seven days. Bill's story on page 14. This is how I felt that night in the morning. I lay in the hospital. The thought came that there are thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given to me. Perhaps I could help some of them, and they, in turn, might work with others. Before I gave my name out, the night before, I had marked my calendar for the time that I had available. And the, I was able to get five people that called me in 30 minutes. My house looked like a mass unit the first time around, however. Since that time in August, God has put approximately 37 people in the USA and 17 abroad. Everyone gets a thank you note. One even sent me two dozen of roses from Jesus. My beverage sponsor, Sally B., a.k.a. Big Book Sally, Years ago, suggested to me to write The Perfect Relationships, which describes your higher, power, your higher power from the very start. As mentioned in the big book on page 12 in Bill's story, my friend suggested why, what then seemed to be a novel idea. He said, why don't you choose your own conception of God? And then I have the people I work with write a food history the more the better, the godlier the better, and then we begin the work in the book. Because of a vision for you, I can accept and receive love. The greatest love affair I have is with my God. Trust God, clean house, trust, and trust others was Dr. Bob's script. I think it's working for me. Why not give this away freely to others was so generously given to me. Today, I live a peace-filled life with myself, Peace with food. It's never about this food. It was never, never about the food. And the big book speaks of this altruistic movement. I believe that is happening with me and the other people that I work with. I just wanted to add that, stepping back a little bit, when my mother died on Palm Sunday, she said to me, something's missing. I believe this is what God has put into my life today, sponsoring men and women, working the steps quickly, finding freedom, and have a peace-filled life. For the most part, God is giving me more than what I need. I have an abundance. 
I, I was also present at the time of death with my mother and announced it the time of death. I owe a great deal to OA, a vision for you. God has worked through the meetings, the people that I have been put in my path to co-fellow and to Zoom around the world. The pleasures I have today is I'm painting again and I bought more supplies. I can walk. God blessed me with an abstinent birthday party, Thanksgiving and Christmas party. I did have that open house last year in 2019 and I could feel the love of my fellows. I can and receive love. I'm 55 and I'm very much alive. As a result of, or as a result of, as a result of my recovery, I have regained a very special friendship that I'm so grateful to have. We didn't talk for five years and it made me very sad. Certain songs would come on or things that we would do going on a road trip or whatever, and um, she's back in my life today, and we speak the truth, boundaries, and have a great deal of fun together. April 2020, I was accepted into the Everson Museum of Art for the third time as a result of being re-recovered. When I went to my local clubhouse to pick up my 30-year chip in Al-Anon, someone came up to me and said something similar to this on page 14, in Bill's story, finally he shook his head saying, something has happened to you, I don't understand, but you better hang on to it. Anything is better than what you, better than the way you are now. It was suggested to me for this paragraph, which I'm really not comfortable with, but it was suggested I share this. My body went from a 4X clothing down to a 1X clothing. God will determine the size. I'm not in the business of goal weight. God has blessed me with the freedom of giving my meal plan directly to him. It was important for me to weigh and measure in the beginning. I am free. Forgiveness is freedom. Today I have a healthy relationship with exercise and a daily routine. A typical day for me is to be blessed with forgiveness of myself and how I treat myself and others with prayer and meditation, looking at my calendar the day ahead, maximum service to God and others. I start taking calls from abroad <clears throat> between 4.30 and 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do the best I can. I walk during a vision for you. Sometimes I go to mass and I walk later. God has blessed me with many inbound calls. I, I don't keep count anymore. All the appointments with the people I work with are done on Zoom. Along with my own Zoom meetings I attend, I also have several service commitments and other 12-step programs, constantly giving of others. Weekends are fun for me, time to get together with friends or go on dates. Sundays are quiet times or if I'm doing service on a convention or speaking on a vision for you. I love to, I love to be of service to others. God is the most important thing to me. Also, I've been on a prayer intercessory prayer line with my parish for over 10 years and also on my personal uh, cell phone numbers. Uh, for the past 25 years, I've done uh, people lead prayer intentions and I pray for them throughout, throughout the day. God, OA, a vision for you. 
gives me a life of living in steps 11, 10, 11, 12. God reigns in my house. The war is over. I have laughter and joy. Cast your cares on my God because he cares about all of you and he cares about me. And I'll just close with this very, very quickly. I found my God box this morning. This is a decorative box and anything that I am concerned about, of course, I have to date it. I got to keep tracks of God's measurement. And um, I'm just going to read just a few of them. Um, is transportation. I have a card today. Self-care. Relationship with God, then food. Morning routine. Mental health. Let go of this person. I don't want to say the name. Um, better meetings I need to go to. Having more fun. Asking for help. And a nighttime routine. And with that, I will pass. Thank you very much, Karen, for giving so much of yourself this morning. Appreciate you so much. And keeping with the practice at A Vision for You, we will ask Karen for her contact information at the conclusion of this meeting. Stay with us and listen for that. You may want to have that information. The share ID number for today, Sunday, November 15th, 2020, is one five seven eight nine fifteen thousand seven hundred and eighty nine. The lines are now open for questions. If you have a question for Karen, please unmute your phone by pressing star one on your phone keypad. Offer your first name, the first letter of your last name, and perhaps your state. And then immediately upon asking your question, would you please press star one again to remute your line? Who would like to ask a question this morning of Karen? I hear an eager person. <laughs> Good morning. My name is uh, Carla C, and I'm a compulsive overeater from um, Colorado. And, okay, um, just I one just second, want... Carlin. Hang on, just one second, Carl. I'll see if there's anybody else behind you, okay? Sure. And you said it was Carla, Carla C? Yes. Okay, great. Anybody else have a question this morning for Karen? Press star one, please. This is Kara uh, from New York. And I'm Hi, Kara. Hello. I had a question, yes. Okay, Kara, what's the first initial of your last name? B. B like boy. Okay. Anybody else with a question this morning? Loretta H. From Loretta Raleigh. H. Raleigh, North Carolina. Jessica G. Jessica G. From what state, Jessica? Florida. Florida. Natalie M. California. Natalie M. M. Like Mary from California. Good morning. Christine M. Christine M. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Christine M. Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. Phil M. Northern Ireland. Hi, Phil. Good morning. Hi. Northern Ireland. That's a good lineup. Let's go with that. Wonderful. We got all warmed up here. So we have Carla C. from Colorado, Kara B., New York, Jessica G., Florida, Loretta. Wait a minute. Let me move that around. Actually, Loretta, you're before Jessica, to be quite fair there. And then um, Natalie M. from California, Christine M. from New York, and then Phil M. from Northern Ireland. Okay, let's get started with your question this morning, Carla C., 
Thank you. My name is Carla C., and um, I've just taken my third step um, and still uh, rough at things. Karen, how has, uh, how, what tools uh, are your strongest tools, and how, are, how, as a new third step, do I stay in the position of giving God my will in my life? Okay, um, basically when I work with fellows, that first uh, first meeting we meet, we re- they uh, define their own higher power. So even before we even forget, uh, we, before we even begin the book, they are already reading their higher power stuff like once and twice a day. So by the time they get to step two, it sounds like more of a step two problem, um, an issue you might want to look at uh, step two. So when you one takes step three, the next thing happens and they're going to page, uh, whatever page it is in, in the big book, um, start doing step four. It's another four. It's the only action. That's the first action step is a step four. So if you're taking step three, step four comes next. So you may want to go back to step two and define your higher power. Thank you, Carla C., for your question. Kara B. from New York, your question, please. Yes, hello, Karen. Um, hope this question is pertinent. I have tried different ways of doing OA. I tried the big book way and the two-week method, and I found that I was... Actually, it felt like an assault on me. I don't mean literally, but I could not do it in that way. So I returned to the talking meeting, which are not working for me either. And I really never heard of anyone except myself who can't make it in a way. And I, I'm feeling lost. Um, I tried very hard in both ways. Thank you. I don't know what that other program is. I'm not uh, familiar with it. I tried OA on my local area meetings. I didn't find freedom until I got on a vision for you. The only thing I can say is surrender, 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 and just do the steps or perhaps I don't mean to sound harsh. Maybe you're not done eating yet. Only 1% of us make it. And I hope I'm one of those. I hope I'm in that one in that 1%. It's not a program of beating myself up. When I was in my disease, I beat myself up. And when I work with the fellows that I work with, it's all about being gentle loving, unkind, not only to self, but from a higher power. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kara. B from New York for your question. Loretta H., North Carolina, your question, please. Good morning, Melody, and good morning, Karen, for your wonderful, awesome service. And every day you save my life. This is Loretta, Loretta H., Recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina. My question is, you talked about uncommon sense becoming common sense. 
um, in Bill's story. And my sponsor always directs me towards that and has me work on that. How do you work on that? Um, I'm an addict and duly addicted. And sometimes I get really confused. So I just wondered how you work that into your day. And with that, I pass. Well, that's a, a good question. I like that. Sounds like you have a good sponsor. Um, what my thinking is, it's usually an it's not a good thought. So I give that in my 11th step, and God speaks to me, and then it makes common sense. That's the best way I can um, describe it in my experience. Thank you so much, Loretta. (laughs) Thank you so much, Loretta H., for your question. Next up is Jessica G. from Florida. Your question, please. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for your share this morning. I really resonated with with your story, a lot of of it. Um, I do have a question. It sounded like you... You, uh, your religious faith has been a big part of your journey. Um, and forgive me if I if I don't phrase this question right. I'm trying to understand how to say it. But I was wondering how, in step two, it says came to believe, target, and in ourselves. How have you kind of um, married, maybe that's the wrong word, but married your religious faith and and the God of your understanding. How have how have you found your God to really be be the higher power that you've needed in this program? Oh, I love that question. Um, yes, I am married to my God. That's probably why the seven engagements. Is, whoop! I told I said the number. Oh no! Oh dear! Get the cats out of the bag. That's probably why the seven engagements did not work. Because I. God's the number one man. And what I, the best way I can say it is, I hope this is okay to say, the Ten Commandments are my way to my relationship to my higher power, as is the 12 steps in OA to become recovered in OA. There is, it's, um, I don't really have a way to describe it. I've had many uh, spiritual experiences. God is just wrapped around me. And I I mean, I'm actually learning to laugh again and do jokes and and have fun in in my life and have joy. And, um, And a lot of my friends tell me, no, she's married to Jesus. You, you can't date her. So I, I, it's, it's there. It, God is in my life, and there's different things that are presented in my life. And sometimes in the morning, through my prayer and meditation, that portion could take a long time. That's why I get up so early. Because that's the number one relationship that I had, and no person, place, or thing will disrupt that relationship. I hope that helps. Thank you very much, Jessica G., for your question. And, and just to be sure that um, Overeaters Anonymous does not endorse any outside religious practices of anybody. These are up to the individual that, that has um, developed that within their own lives outside of, 
of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Thank you so much. Uh, Natalie M. from California. Hi. Thank you for taking my call and um, the question. Um, thank you so much for your share. I, I, I think that um, you've had such a plethora of experiences, like up and down, that um, a lot of people can relate to um, you, and you can, I guess you probably can help a lot of people. Um, my question is, when you take someone through the steps, do you use any auxiliary programs like um, forms from um, bigbook.info.com or, or any um, uh, other um, um, resources to help um, take them through the steps, um, or do you just read through the big book? Thank you. Uh, thank you, and this will probably clear up a lot of stuff. Um, the only thing is, well, the letter, but that's in the letter of the perfect relationship. That's in the big book. The only thing I have found that helps me to get to know the person is the food history, and then they go right into the book. They get podcasts, and when we're on Zoom, we actually review what was read. We do not read the big book together. Uh, we're both adults, and each night there's at least two or three hours of homework, and we can be on Zoom face-to-face -face for up to an hour, an hour and a half, and it goes quickly. Um, and when COVID was really hit, um, some people were finishing in five days. But now that people are gone back to work, it's taken seven. People with married, work, and children, too. There's no, there's no outside stuff. It's just, it's just a big book. Thank you, Natalie M. from California for your question. Christine M. Thank from you. New York, your question, please. Good morning. It's Christine M. from Long Island, New York. Um, Karen, thank you. I love, love listening to you. Um, my question really has been answered, so I'll just reroute another question. Um, you had talked about mental health um, routines, and, you know, while I am praying all day, every day, um, I have that a really hard time with transition and routines, and um, I've been out of work a couple of months due to a auto accident injury, and I'm really struggling with that, and... Um, I'm listening to podcasts and using tools and getting online with Zoom. But um, can you just go into a little bit more with um, coming out of that mental health struggle? I pass. Thank you. Um, that's, that's a good question. What I'd like to do is give you my phone number at the end of the meeting, and then we can have more of a private talk, okay? Thank you very thank much you. for that, Karen, and thank you, Christine, for... For that as well and the consideration of that thank you so much next up is phil m from northern ireland and after that it looks like we'll have some more time to take some more questions if they're out there for you karen so right now we'll look listen for phil hi phil good morning hi thank you my name is phil a gratefully recovered compulsive reader from northern ireland um i'm really enjoyed your share thank you so much karen absolutely fascinating and um I'm interested in, in how you actually do uh, take someone through in seven days. I know I've heard some detail from you. I'd love to know, uh, do you have a list of the podcasts or whatever you ask people to listen to? Just just curious. 
basically it's very quick. I go through the table of contents of the big book and I mark off what's step one, step two, step, you know, all the steps. So they know how long we're spending in steps one and two that we're going to be living there for a little while. That's going to be the biggest portion of, of the work. Um, then they go do their four step, no more than two hours. We do the fifth step. I think the longest one I had was like an hour. And the six and seven, just a couple of minutes. Um, eight, write down all the people that you, I have resentment, fear, and sex. Then we do the, um, oh, excuse me, uh, that's in step four, I'm sorry. Um, then they bring me their list. We kind of go through a couple of men's uh, practice on that. Then I, we're throwing out podcasts right after podcasts of how to live in 10, 11, 12 and direct them in the big book where 10, 11, 12 is. And I also, one thing is very important, when I'm working with people, they are learning, they are applying, and I'm also instructing them how to sponsor, and then they can put their own spin on it right, right, at, right at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's basically Great. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oops, sorry, I stepped on you. Thank you so much, Phil, and for your question from Northern Ireland. Let's open it up for a few more questions. How about that, Karen? Sure. If you'd like to ask Karen a question, if you give me your first name, first initial of your last name, or perhaps your state, I'll set you up to be able to ask a question. Penny C. Hi, Penny C. From Mass. Arlene B. from Florida. Hi, Arlene B. Deborah L. from Colorado. Somebody from Colorado. Who's that? Uh, Natalie L. Natalie L. And Deborah L. I thought. Hi, Deborah Hi, L. And you're from? New York. New York. Okay. And Melissa? Hi, it's Melissa. I'm Melissa. In I'm Florida. You're from Florida. First initial? Yes. Thing? Oh, and A, New York? Melissa, did you say your the first initial of your last name? Is B, like boy? Great, thanks, got it. And then, uh, did I hear Brenda? Yes, thank you, Brenda A, New York. Great, thanks, I gotcha. Thank you. Let's go with, yeah, you betcha. Let's go with that lineup and see where we come to with time. Penny C from Massachusetts, Arlene B from Florida, Natalie L from Colorado, Deborah L from New York, Melissa B, Florida, and Brenda A, New York. First up then is Penny C. Hi, Penny. Your question, please. Thanks, Melanie. I am Penny C. from, I say from the Boston area, recovered. Um, Karen, thank you so much. I I listened very intently to your presentation. And my question is, um, in Bill's story, Ebby tells Bill, why don't you choose your own conception of God? And I'm wondering, um, did you change your conception of God? And if so, how? No, I didn't. I didn't have to fire my God. Um, it's increased. Uh, I have a relationship. Uh, we sing together. We. Uh, he listens to me. He carries me. If anything, it's gotten closer. Um, it's the most intimate love affair that I have is with my God. It's gotten better. Thank you, Penny C., for your question. Okay, we're looking for Arlene B. from Florida. Your question, please. 
Yes, thank you, Carla. Akara, thank you. I really identified with your qualification. Well, here's my question. I was taken through the steps over a couple of months with uh, my sponsor, and then from talking to her three times a week, it eventually came down to giving her a call once a week, and now she's not really available, and I'm feeling very lost. I do talk with other people, but my question is, you know, how do you stay in contact with all the people you've taken through the steps or do they then just not call you anymore? What's your philosophy on that? Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I wanted to share that. Thank you so much. Um, when when somebody, you know, has done the steps, because we're always doing the steps, right? So mm-hmm. I we put a, a, a time per week. Uh, could be five minutes. Uh, I spoke with someone from Ireland when she was driving uh, this morning during my walk, so that was more of a longer time. Um, everybody has an opportunity to have a special set-aside time uh, to speak with me every week. And I've always encouraged them to, when you get the new numbers on the uh, vision for you and when you get the sponsors, to start increasing it right away because they need to start to developing their God squad. So the new people are people they reach out to to get out of self. Then they use the God squad to ask questions. And I can, I've can i gone to my sponsees even with a 10-step a, a call. So no, if, if they leave, if they stop communication, some of them have found themselves in other programs and it takes a lot of time or they've gotten jobs or become a grandmother, you know, and it may not be every week. And sometimes we might just do a quick text. But I don't I don't fire anybody. Uh, nobody goes away unless they choose to or they have too many sponsees themselves. That's my toss salad of an answer. Thank you so much, Arlene B. from Florida, for your question. Natalie L. from Colorado, your question for Karen. Hi, this, is, this is Natalie L. Um, Karen, great share. Uh, I could relate to a lot of what you said. Um, as a young person in program um, and in recovery, I, I really related to what you were talking about with um, being very achievement-oriented in school. Um, and even though I'm now recovered, I have a hard time untangling my feelings of self-worth from what I accomplish. Um, so I'm wondering, as someone with your experience, um, looking back in the past, what advice would you have given to your younger self about about dealing with material accomplishments and, and trying to manage a spiritual life? Well, first of all, I, I was that young person at one point. Uh, but now I can, you know, looking back, I can say to you, one, the war is over. Um, it's not an intellectual experience uh, working with the steps. It's a spiritual experience. And once I start giving it away, the whole world changes. Uh, the whole world changes. Um, I've actually seen some of the countries uh, via phone um, of some of the people that I've, I've sponsored abroad um, and it, the steps are not about achievement. There's no um, ending. It's continual, 4 through 12, 4 through 12. 
living in 10, 11, 12, um, and not being so rigid with myself, um, and not make a project out of every step or assignment, um, and be gentle with myself. And what I mean by that is easy does it, but do it. Do do the work, do it thoroughly and honestly, and then it moves on from there. So that I'll pass. Thanks so much, Natalie L., for your question. Next up with a question would be Deborah L. from New York. Hi, this is Deborah L. in New York. Um, I guess, well, when you introduce yourself and you say, my credits don't transfer, I heard somebody say when they shared their credits did transfer, and I actually heard that person's story, and it, it seemed like they didn't because they were in both programs. Um, I guess I'd like for you to expound a little bit on how AA, being sober in AA did not help you um, become abstinent with the food and happy, joyous, and free because you were in this addiction. Thanks. That's, that's a good question. Um, sobriety is not only the hopeless state of mind and body for the substance, it's how I treat myself and how I treat others. In, in the other 12-step programs, um, I was dry. Um, I was very grateful to have the program. I sponsored women. Um, I went on a lot of retreats. I did some retreats. Um, but there was something missing. And like when I shared, when my mom told me when she was dying, she just all of a sudden sat up in the bed and said, something's missing, Karen. And I believe it's this. Um, it's a completely different program. Uh, the light went on for me. And God spoke through all these people on A Vision for You, which I had never heard the big book read with such enthusiasm. And only one paragraph at a time. First, I got aggravated with that, and that settled out in about three days. Because there's something to studying the book a paragraph at a time. And um, I don't know why people, they say they do, they say they don't. God bless them. I just know that mine didn't transfer. I hope. Thank I hope you so much. Helped. Thank you so much, Deborah L. from New York with your question. Next up is Melissa B. from Florida. Your question, please, for Karen. Hi. Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi. Um, hi, Karen. I just wanted to um, to thank you for, for your share this morning. I've been looking forward to hearing you. Um, you know, I absolutely adore you. And um, I never got to hear your story. This is the first time hearing your story. So it really, uh, uh, sitting here cr literally crying. Um, I identified with so, so much of it. Um, my, my original question, which I'm not sure if you're comfortable uh, talking about because I believe someone, uh, had already asked it, but it was just like, um, you know, how, how did you work through the multiple traumas to get to where you are today? Um, and if that's something that you don't want to discuss over the phone, maybe we could talk privately, um, it's, and if, um, 
I guess a, a, another question would be, <clears throat> um, you know, just your connection with God is so, so strong. And I love how you say that that's your, that's your husband and that's your, you know, you're married to him. And, um, you know, I just want to get there so bad and, you know, um, early recovery <laughs> again, uh, I guess it's hard. So I, I'm just wondering, um, you know, how much time I guess in the, in the, in the very early days did you spend, you know, really trying to, um, gain that conscious contact throughout the day or is it just mostly throughout the day? Thank you. Okay, Melissa, that, um, I can, you can get my contact info, um, and we can talk about that on a, on a private level. Um, yeah, God's all day. He's carrying me. He's holding my hand. He's in, when I'm planning my uh, meal plan, uh, I invite him. Sometimes I even set a place for him at, at my kitchen table. Um, it just it just happened. The one thing I, I heard when you were asking the question, you said, I'm back again. Okay, it's really important to forgive yourself. We're in today. Uh, we're in the year 2020. We're in November. And it's this point further, because when I hear people say, I'm back again, I'm back again, um, are they really in? So just, God just spoke to me, wanted me to say that to you. You're in, and stop looking back and move forward. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa B. from Florida for your question. Brenda A. from New York, your question, please, and then we'll open up for a few more questions. After Good morning. Brenda. Thank you, Karen. I love listening to you whenever you speak on the vision programs every morning, and I, too, am enamored of my credits don't transfer. Thank you for answering that question. My question to you is, as a sponsor, it took me... Oh, I'd say with my last sponsor, a little less than three months to recover. Miracle of what I experienced has been extraordinary, and I love sharing it with sponsees. But my question is as follows. Am I able, I recently started doing a 14-day program for myself, even though I'm recovered, in the event that someone wants to work faster than I had the ability, faster than I did. What are your thoughts on that? I think I have to do it to share the experience. I can currently share the experience of working over a three-month period, which was extraordinary. That's my question. I don't want to share something that I have not experienced. What are your thoughts? Right, right. Well, that's if this is all my God in my life. When um, before I got on the vision for you, I had started my fifth step with my local sponsor in in the OA workbook. Mm-hmm. And lovely piece of literature. I felt like I was getting a root canal, page by page by page. And then when I got on a vision for you, my sponsor met me where I was at. She did need to clarify, you know, that I had taken all the steps in the proper way and I was abstinent and she was very careful about all that. And boom, I just hit the steps running and she just went with me. I said, I'm done. I'm done. So so when's the next time I can talk to you? I'm done. I'm done. You know, um, 
that was God working in my life. I did not realize how fast I was going. Um, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to do this in seven days. What it was, what my experience was, is um, I was able to um, do it quickly with my vision sponsor. Then I went to that weekend uh, convention, done in three days. Bill didn't have a laptop. A laptop. He didn't have a cell phone, or he, he didn't even have the book. And he did it in 24 to 30. And that was just God speaking to me to say, there's so many people that need this quickly and thoroughly that I, there was no time to waste. That was God moving within me. It wasn't Karen's will. It was God's will. I don't know about the other program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Brenda, from New York for your question. Anyone else out there have a question for Karen this morning? Press star one on your phone keypad. Give me your first name, a first initial, your last name, and state, please. Jennifer star C. One. Hi, Jennifer C. Hi, good morning. Um, good morning, Karen. Thank you so much. Just one, for... just, just one second. Give me just one more second to see if there might be okay. just somebody else. Okay, Jennifer, thanks okay. so much. Can you hear me? Been more clear. Hi. Anybody else? Somebody from Wisconsin? Kim, Kim B. Kim B. Are you on speaker at all? Just want to be clear. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was. Yeah, Kim B. from Wisconsin. Okay. Gotcha. That's much clearer. Thank you. Appreciate that consideration. Anybody else with a question? This can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Sue, can you Sue hear B. Me? Sue B. From where? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Shirley W. From Canada. Shirley W. Canada. Sherry M. New York. Sherry M. New York. Let's see where that takes us in terms of time. So we have first Jennifer C, and you'll give me your state, hopefully, and Kim B from Wisconsin, Sue B from Virginia, Shirley, I didn't get your last initial, from Canada, and Sherry M from New York. Hi, Jennifer, now is your turn. Good morning, Karen. This is Jennifer C from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Karen, you are a gift to Vision. Um, you are a gift to me. Thank you so much for your service that you do on a daily basis. You are truly exceptional, um, and thank you so much for all that you shared this morning, um, just what a gift you are to this program. And and I, I do have a, a question related to, um, you know, the, the quick movement through the steps. Um, I, I personally had uh, worked the steps previously um, to going quickly. So my fourth step was pretty short at that point because I had already done it before, although not abstinent, but I had still kind of made headway um, over the years. And so by the time that I had gotten to that quick movement through, I had, you know, more of a shorter version. What would you do in the case of someone who has an extensive, um, you know, fourth fourth step um, you mentioned that you know an hour is, is the longest that you've done so have you ever worked with anyone who 
who has, um, you know, almost 100 or let's say 80, 80 people on their fourth step or situations and then uh, an extensive sex inventory. Do you have experience with that? And, you know, what would you do in that case? Would you just allow for more time? Just curious about that. So if somebody's got like, you know, a bushel of apples of, um, of resentment, typically there's a theme. So I have them go back and no more than 20 minutes because we'll just say there's five people that they're upset with blank and there's 10 people that they're upset with blank. Um, there's a theme. So I have them identify the theme of the resentment and they need to look more inward. Um, that recently happened about three or four weeks ago. It was very long, um, but there was a theme. And this person was able to identify the theme when they were doing the fifth step. Because they can't all be different. They all can't be different um, in the, with the fear and the sex and the resentment. There's, there's a theme. Thank you for your question, Jennifer C. from South Carolina. Kim B. from Wisconsin, your question, please. Yes, good morning. Um, thank you for your share. And uh, my question is, do you um, work with a sponsor yourself? And how do you, what does that look like for you? Thank you. Yes, I still work with a sponsor. Um, we try to get that call in once a week. Either she's busy or I'm busy. However, I still have a local sponsor um, that we get together. Well, I don't know what's going to happen now, but we would go together for coffee or breakfast um, once a week. And we would talk probably two or three times a week on the phone and just about life. And she's encouraging me when I, you know, told her about a vision for you and said just Keep it up, keep it up with your Zoom, and she's very encouraging. I'm blessed to have both sponsors. I think it's important to have a vision sponsor. I think it's also important from my experience is I have a local sponsor that I can see face-to-face. -face. So Thank you for your question. Hmm, okay. Kim B., that was her question from Wisconsin. Sue B., you're up next from Virginia. Your question, please. Hear me? Hello? I can. Hey, good morning. You're there. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, thank you for your share, Karen, and uh, and I hope I say this in the, in the right way, uh, whatever that is. Uh, you, you mentioned, if I heard you correctly, about there were different times of wanting to end your life. Uh, and if that has changed as far as wanting to live, uh, do you still have to... Do you still deal with that in at different times, that issue? I live my life to the fullest extent every day. The um the outside help works for me. I live a happy, joyous, and free life today. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Sue B from Virginia. Shirley from Canada. If you give me the first initial of her last name, that would be helpful. Yes, um, this is Shirley Wood from Canada. 
Karen, thank you so much for your share. That was fantastic. So much of it resonated with me. And one of the things that you said in there, and a couple of people have raised this as a question, how you said your credits didn't transfer, um, being in the beverage program and the people program and, you know, probably 12-step programs that they haven't even invented yet. Um, and I really liked that because that spoke a lot to humility and being right-sized, and I know that that is definitely my case. Each program is its own program. So if you could just share a little bit about this psychic transformation that has happened for you. You're talking about being rocketed into the fourth dimension. Now, what does that feel like after all these years? Oh, that makes me want to cry. Um, the person that came in at 23 and the person that came in back to OA is not the same person. Even the person before vision, I'm not the same person. I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly growing. Um, if someone, um, if I don't understand something, or if I don't know something, I don't comment on it. I ask questions. I want to participate in life. And I, I uh, it's just, um, I have to become teachable. There's another program that I started when, uh, o, when OA started, and um, I had to become teachable. I needed to sit and listen and not be a guru uh, and just let myself sit at the back of the bus, the back of the bus, and be a student of life. I hope that helped you. Thank you for the question. Shirley W. from Canada. Sherry M. from New York, your question now. And that will be our final question today, Karen. Okay. Hi, Karen. Um, thank you so much for your honesty and your humbleness. I just love your story. And I love when I hear you come on the line saying that your credits don't transfer. Um, I, I just love your matter, of fact, your matter of factness. And I definitely, like everybody else said, um, can relate to your story. Um, my question is, and I think you probably already answered it, but you know, in the beginning, um, Bill W. Um, and Bob, they didn't have what we have today, like you have stated. Um, they didn't even have the big book. But yet, they still um, went to people's houses and they still sat with them and they um, and they worked with them. And it sounds like you have made that um, your priority. And um, I, I'm just very inspired because I've, you know, been in program for a while. I've been listening to a vision and working with a sponsor since June. And I, I find the same thing that the more I, I, I work with others, that's the message that, um, you know, just putting the message out there, um, you know, the more that I work with others, um, the better I feel. Do you find that's the same for you? Definitely, yes. Um, the more I'm out of self, the better I am. You know, I am a 
an addictive person, so I'm not much, but it's all I think about. So that's a dangerous place for me to be. And I just want to let everybody know um, for any specific stuff, um, I will be sharing my story on the uh, Vision for You uh, Big Book Scottsdale meeting in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona on uh, November 30th because that's not recorded. So Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Oh, okay, so Sherry, I'm thank you so much for your, your question this morning, and that does round out the question time that we have today, Karen. Thank you again so much for offering. The obvious depth and weight of the promises to all of us by working this program, the 12 steps just exactly as they're outlined and, and the humility that follows that sort of thing and the tremendous phenomenal experiences that come just beautifully laid out. Thank you so much. Before we close this morning, I, I would like to repeat the share ID number so folks, if they're interested, can go back and listen. That share ID number for today, which would be Sunday, November 15, 2020, is 15789, 15,789. And also, I'd like to invite you personally to join us next Sunday, November 22nd, a very important time as well. We each year practice a, a time together where all of us can come on the line to share the attitude of gratitude that we have for the application of the 12 steps upon our lives. So join us then. The title of next next week's Sunday special edition is Attitude of Gratitude, and it's a all-participation experience there. So please come and, and share that around if you would like to. So today we will close with a reading from the big book, as we always do. In closing our Sunday special edition, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you'll surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you 